Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com earnings right now. NetSuite.com earnings. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The cold hard truth about the Olympic journey is not really been financially incentivized in the same way that many other professional sports are. The business of basketball involves CBA, global, our licensing arm, think 450. All of those things will make up what that looks like. Money in sports. It's one of the reasons why I enjoy being on Monday Night Countdown. We talk about some of the more interesting aspects of business of sports. When you're talking sports, discipline is the bridge from being good to other being great at whatever it is that you're trying to be or accomplish at your profession. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we talk about some of the biggest issues that are out there in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barth. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. Okay, they're both happy people today. <laughs> Congratulations, Rangers fans. Scarlett, go ahead, go ahead, do your happy dance. Go ahead, go ahead. Feeling good, feeling really good. I did my happy dance last night. I couldn't believe that they actually pulled it out. I mean, they were on the brink, we were on the brink of elimination three different times, and we did it. So that was exciting, and you know, now we're going to face um, basically another Rangers team because the Carolina Hurricanes have so many former Rangers playing on the team that it's 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 like playing yourself in many ways. But, you know, while I was um, watching the game and reading Twitter, because that's what everyone does these days, hmm. I kept paying attention um, and, and seeing all these updates on the Dallas Mavericks Suns game because that yeah. was just such a blowout from beginning to end. Yeah, uh, it, it really was. It, and bringing that into light, congratulations, mm-hmm. Lynchy. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're Celtics. Yeah, boy, they, Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> he got tired probably uh, towards the end of this series, man. He, he, was, he was looking like he was out of gas. Well, first of all, up here in Boston, we had not one, but two Game 7s this weekend. Yes. Uh, we lost to Carolina, which would have set up a great lynchy scarlet foo feud <laughs> for the next 10 days, Rangers and Bruins, but that's not to Instead, be. Instead, we will focus on our respective sports. Yes. Right? So now I'm going to focus on the Celtics going against the Miami Heat, and uh, Giannis, the uh, two-time MVP of the league, was just spectacular, and and you're, you're absolutely right, right, Mike. You hit a right nail on the head. The guy just ran out of gas in that fourth quarter. But the Celtics just were relentless with guys off the bench. You know, Pritchard with his three-pointers. Uh, Grant Williams, uh, 27 points. And, you know, it's a tough place to win in in the Garden in game number seven. You know, you could just feel the, 
you know, the ghosts of Bill Russell and oh, Bob Cousy yeah. and Havlicek and Bird and everybody. It was almost impossible for the Celtics to lose. So they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals now. And um, we'll just see how far the Celtics go uh, and how far the Rangers go. How's that sound? Well, I think you guys can can go very deep. And by the way, uh, Rangers, in case anybody didn't realize, Rangers beat the Penguins 4-3, Game 7, to oh, win the series. Oh, wait, did I, miss, did I miss saying that? I'm sorry. No, I no, <laughs> I, I should have said it. But what I wanted to bring up was the point that I think the whole turning point for Rangers fans was when Sidney Crosby for Pittsburgh went out. And when that happened, it's like, you know what? They could pull yeah, this we off. have a chance. Yeah. yeah, they he left the game in middle of game five, kind of early on, and then um, was not around for game six and came back, but was not as much of a factor. Definitely a threat, but not quite the same as uh, before. See, I'll live through you guys uh, vicariously. Uh, Detroit fans out there. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Congratulations to both. <laughs> uh, let's talk about golf. Let's talk about Greg Norman and um, boy, Lynch. foot and mouth. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I I'm going to let you set it up because I, I, I was amazed when I read it, and I'm like, really? Did Did you just say that, Mister Shark? Yourself? What happened? Yeah, he's really put his foot in his mouth here. He, of course, is trying to recruit players from the PGA Tour to come over and play in the Saudi, the uh, LIV League, it's called. Mm-hmm. And he's the CEO of it. There is uh, a first event is coming up June 9th through 11th. Uh, he says he's going to have 48 players. When asked about the alleged, well, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist, uh, allegedly by someone from Saudi Arabia, Norman says, well, we've all made mistakes. And that just uh, was that rattled a lot of people. And that's It's a, like a, a sports cliche for something that, that is yes. not a, a, a sporting event. Yeah. You've all made mistakes. Well, we've all made mistakes, and you just want to learn by those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, a... Three putt or, uh, you know, hitting a ball out of bounds on the 18th tee. Yeah, we're talking about murder here. Yeah, I I was shocked. (laughs) Which brings up the next point. And I know that there have been critics that have said this even before he made the comment that this is just about greed more than anything else. Yes, and if you play in that tournament, you're working for the Saudi Arabian government. That's what you're doing. You're an employee of the Saudi Arabian government. You play for the PGA Tour, you're an independent contractor playing in an organization, but you're not playing for the United States of America. You're playing for yourself and for your sponsors and for your coach and your family and your partners. And the deal is, uh, when you're a PGA member, you sign a deal to appear in at least 15 PGA events over the course of the calendar year, and you cannot play in any events that conflict with a scheduled PGA event. Let's say that the PGA Championship is this weekend. Well, you cannot petition to play in an event overseas. You can petition, but it's going to be denied. And then if you decide to just go without the release, you could be banned by life per orders of Jay Monahan of the PGA. So Mickelson right now has pulled out of the PGA and is contemplating playing over in this LIV tour, which officially, there's one event in June, but it officially starts in October. And the prize purse for every one of these events is $25 million, as opposed to the average prize pool for most PGA Tour events is roughly 10 to $11 million every week. So it's more than double that. You could finish in last place and make yourself $175,000. Mm. So that's what the attraction is, especially to a lot of the golfers who are getting up close to 50 and just can't compete with some of these young guys. 
Now, members on the PGA Tour, now they, if I get this right, they agree that they got to play a minimum of 15 events per year. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yep. 15 events per year. And, and you cannot uh, play overseas uh, in an event if it conflicts with a scheduled PGA Tour event. You pick anything, like the Greater Milwaukee Open. That's a scheduled PGA Tour event. Well, you can't go and say, gee, I'd like to go play over in Dubai uh, this week. And sometimes they'll give, uh, give a player a release to go over there, but usually not. So what does it mean that Phil Mickelson has missed his second straight major or is choosing to skip his second straight major? Well, it's, it's huge because the defending champions, especially I think in the PGA, this has never happened in the history of the PGA. There have been people that have, have not been back to defend their title, but it's because of injury or illness. Mm-hmm. It's never mm-hmm. been because someone just didn't feel that they, they wanted to go there. I think he thought that he, he's going to face a lot of questions. There are allegations that he lost $40 million gambling. Um, he made some comments about the Saudi Arabia government he's trying to I think he's trying to pit that league over in Saudi Arabia against the PGA I think he wants to be a renegade and for leverage yeah but he's right. the guy just think about this though so the PGA last year was a Kiwa Island and remember the image of him coming up and Mickelson coming up 18 and fans were just swarming him. Yeah. they just they, you couldn't even find him and then he burst through the crowd he went from the top of the world to right now a guy that a lot of people have questions about his sponsors Amstel Light KPMG Workday, they're all out. Callaway has hit a pause button on their sponsorship for Phil Mickelson. He's really a man on an island right now, and he really needs mm-hmm. to regain his compass. Speaking of, you talked about injuries, and this was kind. Of, this is sad to hear. Tiger Woods. Now he admitted that he is never going to regain full mobility after he had that horrific accident, but he says he feels much stronger than at the Masters. That, that's that scar that's it's sad and i was worried about that but at least you know uh he's he he's gonna still be out there i just don't know to what degree yeah it'll be like tiger light in a way but i guess it's not totally surprising given uh how we saw him perform when he was at the masters uh he did really well initially and then you could tell by the end of the week he was just exhausted and he said that flat courses are uh, much better than hilly courses and augusta is a very hilly course mm-hmm. and you're right it was the limp was more and more noticeable friday than saturday and especially on sunday let's talk about soccer and uh, yeah. our friends at sportico brought this up is the Apollo global management they're eyeing a 1.25 billion dollar investment in mexican soccer scar yeah, this is, again, according to Sportico, and this is a giant PE firm. They're looking for 20% of the profit from uh, Liga MX's non-Mexican media rights over the next 50 years. This could happen as soon as this week. None of the, none of it's a done deal right now, but they would also um, own 20% of a separate entity that's made up of the league's commercial rights as part of the deal. This all comes back to broadcast rights, and we've seen a lot of finance guys, uh, PE industry coming in and buying up uh, rights or access to these rights because right now this is what people are willing to watch. There's appointment viewing for any kind of live sports and we've seen franchise valuations surge as a result. And all they have to do is look north to their neighboring country, the United States, where there are roughly 36 million Mexicans here, big sports fans. This would be anything non-Mexican TV rights would be part of under the umbrella with Apollo Global Management. And next to NFL football, Major League Baseball in North America, uh, Mexican soccer is the most viewed sporting mm. event, which is hard sure. to believe more so Growing than, fast. Yeah, more so than basketball and hockey. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is like if in our bubble here in the United States, if you're in it, 
you don't realize how huge soccer is. And I'm not talking about, you know, major league soccer. I'm talking about around the world, man. It, it, it's A lot of us don't get it. And you know what? Another sport that's that's huge like that, especially in India, cricket. Cricket oh, yeah. is like monster huge. Oh, man. it's it, I, I tried to watch it one day. <laughs> and? <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah, I switched to bowling. That's what happened, man. I, I'm trying to understand that sport. I'm not going to lie to you. It's I, I admire what they do. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's I'm trying to understand it. So, you know, this this is why it's, you, you say, well, why, why are so many American sports owners trying to get invest in? Uh, European soccer, for instance, uh, John Henry owns uh, the Liverpool team. Uh, LeBron James is part of that. Uh, the Chelsea Football Club was just sold to the, one of the oldest, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The big attraction is the television contracts. There are separate ones for Europe. There's a separate contract for Asia. There's one for South America. There's one for North America. There's one for France. There's one for England. And it, it's just, it just is oozing and dripping money. It's not so much the competition and what they're going to bring at the gate over in England. It's the television contracts and the revenue generated from them. And all the major platforms are going for it. I mean, Disney Plus, Disney just reported earnings the other week, and the growth of Disney Plus subscribers, um, ESPN Plus subscribers, depends a lot on uh, whether Disney decides to go in for the Indian Premier League cricket rights auction, uh, because that would be key to making sure that it, it gets the numbers that it's promised investors in terms of subscribers. Well, once again, congratulations to Scar and the Rangers advancing. I'm enjoying it. Congratulations, Lynchy. The Celtics are advancing. Maybe one of these days, Scarlett will be reporting from a Rangers victory parade, and I'll be reporting uh, from a Celtics victory parade, maybe on the same day. Well, meanwhile, I'll be down at the post Early office. Early June, guys. <laughs> I'm at the post office looking at the Tigers' ratings. That's okay. It's all right, man. Uh, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business. I love my Tigers. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we talk about some of the biggest issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me at Twitter. At Big Bar Sports. And I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And I'm on Twitter at Lynchy WCVB. And you can catch our podcast Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays and download them wherever you get your podcast.